cool. On air. <laughs> I got to not clap. That was horrible from last time. I was, that was, I hated that. The claps you the cla- hated? I hate it. Yes. I, I, I got to not do that. I got to remember where I am. Welcome to another episode of Woe There Podcast. My name is Marcelo Ochoa, and my least popular take right now is that the Rush Hour movies are still good. (laughs) (laughs) Rewatches Rush Hour once. Oh God, I've got I've got lines written down here that I cannot say on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, we're not talking about Rush Hour then. Um. Hi, I'm Adrian, uh, and I once broke the monorail at Disneyland. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, me and Leilani were leaving the monorail, and it had, like, the door. Okay, I broke the door. I should very be specific. I didn't <laughs> derail the entire thing. Sure. Um, the door has some weird bit of plastic metal that sticks out. Um, and I'm very, very clumsy. If you know me, you've seen me knock into things a million times. Sure. Uh, I knocked into this plastic bit and I knocked off the entire thing. I caught it in my hands on the way down (laughs) and I just like, kind of like tried to put it back. And I looked at Leilani. I was like, we gotta go. We gotta go. I broke the door. We gotta go before they don't let us in. And yeah. Yeah. What part of the door was it? Um, like part of the automatic sliding door. Yeah, it was like an outer, I think it was decorative, but all the same. Oh, a decorative piece, I see. Yeah, I still just, I owe Disneyland money or something. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's so funny. Um, How was your week, dude? Oh, gosh. Honestly, uh, it's it's fine. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is, you know? Um, uh, Tiring in the sense that, uh, I'm tired of hearing dumb things on the news. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, uh, I felt like this week was a little bit exhausting given that we, uh, we started the week recording with the black sushi guys. Shout out, um, Tyreek and Carlos. Um, dude, that was so much fun. Yeah. Excellent guests. <laughs> yeah. I figured that, I mean, as a podcast, we want to be diverse with the people that we have on. So obviously our first, whoa, dear. <laughs> Guys, don't be like my friend here. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, dude, but, well, so for context, I mean, we recorded with those guys from like 9 to 11.30, and from 11.30 until about 4 to 5 a.m., I mean, we were just raging in my house, like throwing back seltzers and listening to music, telling stories, cutting up. I mean, just the same as being on the podcast, except for there was no mics running. Yeah, actually, um, the good thing is I was at one point drunk and we were still sitting at the table. So naturally, I was still talking into the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also, like you say raging, like, yeah, yeah. As in we were screaming about anime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were screaming and being drunk. Yeah, like yeah. just absolutely Acting like it like, was nothing like cool. It was a true dudes night. Yeah, and I don't know about you, dude, but I love a good dudes night. 
Oh, it was it's it was great fun. You know what it reminded me of when I was thinking about it yesterday? It reminded me of when you and Keegan and Demetrius and I attempted the 18 rack challenge. <laughs> we saw one of the many nights. Dude, dude, for those who don't know, uh the 18 rack challenge is a challenge that uh Demetrius and I came up with shout out Demetrius, where uh, you buy an 18 rack for yourself and you try to drink it in one night. And uh, yeah, I mean, we we just had the boys come over, uh, like, you know, the four that we just listed. And uh, we were just drinking uh, beers in my living room and stacking the cans against the wall. And also a similar thing kind of broke out to where we were just like performing songs and screaming at each other. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I think that was, uh, you guys did at least two songs back to back. Yeah. And I feel like it wasn't like a song that you like, it was something silly. Like you guys did fucking like one dance or something. <laughs> two things from that night stick out to me. Uh, number one being that, uh, we put on some like hardcore music and Keegan and I started moshing, and then Keegan fell into the cans. <laughs> and then uh, the second thing being that while we were listening to hardcore music and moshing, I punched Keegan in the face. <laughs> um, I remember very vividly, uh, well, I was the youngest. So oh, that's uh-huh. worth saying. I had literally just turned 21, I think, at that time. And I'm not a big drinker. Still not. Well, oh, actually, yeah. yes. Now I now I have a problem. Um, but then, I wasn't a big drinker. But you guys drank beers all the time. Like, you just knocked them back. So you would keep getting up to get them. And you'd keep bringing me one. <laughs> and I wouldn't say no. And I would prefer you would just the open cold it with beer. us. <laughs> I would just keep opening them. And then like the next day, like every time it happened, I think it happened like, cause we tried, I think you tried three times. I was there for two out of three. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, so like the two times it happened, you'd be like, I was cleaning up after you have like four half drank beers. <laughs> I was like, well, you brought me more. I wasn't going to say no. Yeah, dude. Uh, I think that, uh, all those times that we only got to 16, I think, well, I think the highest that Demetrius and I got was 16. And every single time around, like, beer 14, 15, we would start to be like, all right, let's 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 take edibles, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's also the problem. You, you know, we were just smoking the entire time. Oh, yeah. Also, we, you guys, we couldn't, like, we couldn't hit 18, and I was fucking cheating. Okay, stop the music. That's fucking sad. <laughs> Oh, dude. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, all, all that being said is like, I, I kind of spent this week, um, kind of being a little bit lazy. I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but this week I found myself binging, uh, an Apple TV original, uh, Ted Lasso. Have you seen that show? Are you familiar with that show? Uh, no, I saw your tweet about it and thought you were just being annoying and scrolled right past it. <laughs> I said, I don't know what the fuck a Ted Lasso is. You were not wrong about me being annoying on the Twitter and my tweet, uh, read verbatim uh watch ted lasso don't bitch out (laughs) i was kind of like see i kind of i thought about that for a second i said what could that mean like is it scary is it so boring i might stop watching it i think that it's it might be a show that people might hear about uh 
your people might hear good things about and think like it can't be as good as what everybody is saying. Like I don't need to watch that just because it's popular. And I think that this show is uh, uh, a show like that uh, that is worth watching despite w- what you might think of it. Um, so it's it's the premise of it is a little bit goofy. Um, it stars Jason Sudeikis and he plays a uh, American football coach. And he is hired by a um, a Premier League uh, football team, so a, a soccer team in the UK, to be their coach at like the highest like leagues of soccer or whatever. Um, and so the show takes place in uh, the UK. Uh, all the characters are British. Uh, the members of the soccer team are all like from different parts of the world. So it's like diverse in that way, which feels kind of cool. Um, but also, I mean, the writing is just very, very good. Um, it's like 10 mini feel good sports movies, if that makes sense. In the last episode, dude, like I was just like, I had like, uh, end of sports movie, uh, choked up tears like the whole time, like the, for the whole last 30 minutes. I was actually about to ask if you, you cried and you just shut up, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You said it for me. Yeah, dude. So, um, shout out Ted Lasso. Um, there was a scene in the show that made me laugh. Um, there, they go to a karaoke bar after they win a big match and the characters all sing, um, Oasis is Wonderwall. (laughs) 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 And, um, it reminded me of this time when I was in London with my friends, Nick and Emma, shout out Nick and Emma. Um, on our first night there, we went to this bar that had a rooftop area and my friend Nick got up to go order another beer, leaving Emma and I at the table. The restaurant was pretty crowded or the bar area was pretty crowded because there was a comedy show that was going to take place that night. And so we were seated, seated at a pretty big table. And so this guy walks over to us and he's a peculiar looking guy. Like he's got, he's got eyes that are a little bit wonky. Like one of them's kind of pointing in the other direction. He's drunk. He sits down. Uh, well, he walks over to us and he's like, excuse me, is anybody sitting here? <laughs> and we were like, uh, oh, you know, that seat is free. And he's like, do you mind if I sit here? It's a pretty crowded bar. And we we're like, yeah, you know, go ahead. And so he sits down and he's like, I hope you don't mind if I sit here and talk to you. I have I have Asperger's and it makes me socially awkward, but I do like to connect with people and I do like to learn about music with people. One of the ways I connect with people is through music. And we're like, oh yeah, for sure, dude. Like, no worries. Uh, and he's like, could you perhaps tell me about a band that you think I should check out? And we're like, uh, and he's like, you guys are from America, from America, aren't you? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, who is a big artist in America that you guys like? <laughs> and Emma and I recommend John Mayer to him. <laughs> you guys should have said Post Malone. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and, um, and he's like, John Mayer, I should check him out. Okay. Are you familiar with any UK bands? And I go, yeah, I, I, I like Oasis. And he's like, you like Oasis? What is your favorite album of theirs? 
and I go, ah, oh, and for whatever reason, I couldn't remember what's the story, Morning Glory. Right, the only album that anyone knows of theirs. All I could remember is it's the one with Wonderwall and <laughs> Champagne Supernova on it. So you just sounded like an ass. Exactly. And yeah. he's like, so your favorite song is Wonderwall. <laughs> Just like your favorite holiday is 9-11. Exactly. Call back. And um, and I go, no, I like the whole record. It's just the, the record that has that song on it. <laughs> and he goes, uh, all right, then. What about you, miss? And she goes, uh, my friend Emma goes, uh, I guess I like Coldplay. <laughs> and he goes... All right, so you like Oasis. And he points at me, and then he points at Emma, and he goes, and your favorite band is Coldplay. <laughs> Guys, don't be like my friend. I'd be fucking pissed if someone told me my favorite band is Coldplay. And it was just, like, so funny, like, just so, like, yeah, for him to suggest that, like, oh, you said you like Coldplay, that's obviously your favorite band. Which, I mean, then it's a toss-up. Like, your favorite band is John Mayer or Coldplay, the only two bands you've told him about. Your favorite band is John Mayer. Oh, yeah, you're goddamn right. Oh, I got a... Oh, where's the drop? There's a button. <laughs> you're goddamn right. So, but yeah, dude, so I was watching that show and thinking about that, like, you know, Oasis in London. It's so good. Yeah, I would be fucking pissed if someone even insinuated that my favorite band wrote Viva La Vida. <laughs> well, th- you sent me a funny snap the other day that was you figuring out the scientist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I fucking, I literally was like, I know a song, and I know it starts like this, like from muscle memory. I just like put my fingers on the keyboard. I'm like, oh, okay, let's like flip on the little piano plug and let's see what song this is. Yeah. Fucking go through the chords and like... As exactly as I played it to you in the Snapchat where I was like, okay, one chord, next chord. And I was like, oh, fucking God. It's the <laughs> scientist by Probably because you hate Coldplay. yourself or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good song, though. It is a pretty good song. Yeah, it is my a favorite band, song. Coldplay. <laughs> Dude, um, also, I mean, speaking of Oasis, um, did you see that video circulating the internet this week of Jay-Z performing... <laughs> At that festival in the UK, yeah, uh, where he sings Wonderwall to troll the lead singer of Oasis, yeah, who said that if you're headlining this festival, you should be able to sing and play guitar. Yeah, what a fucking flex. Yeah, that that is amazing. It it, <laughs> it was it's kind of horrible to listen to. But, oh yeah, but, um, yeah. In in knowing that fact, because that's how I like I obviously saw it with that same fucking caption on Twitter or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's awesome. Also, it's not like he performed that song that much worse than most people do. That is a truth. That is a truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've seen worse. Yeah. It also was kind of like, you remember that Jay-Z song where he says... uh, his bar, the bar is something, something singing off key, and I wish I never met her at all. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I realize that that's not him doing a bit there. That is his singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> I realize they actually just didn't use auto tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no melodyne in that. But um, another uh, another show that I watched, or I guess it was a movie or documentary or whatever, was um, a documentary about Slenderman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. I 
know well i don't know a lot about slender i'm not like some historian but i mean i grew up playing the little slenderman game as a kid like i uh um i had i don't know why I think what I is had, the slenderman game um so it's uh it's just like this little computer game i think it was like on a website uh i don't think you downloaded it but basically you would be um like a first first person adventure game essentially uh you're dropped into this scary little forest you have a little flashlight and you have to find these notes and the notes i don't know if they exactly tell you like he's coming run or something like that or something helpful i'm not sure if it's a puzzle to solve or if it's just to scare you it literally one of those two uh you keep finding the notes slenderman keeps following you um and you you can't fucking escape. Um, you just keep running. You keep turning around, trying to stop him with your flashlight. Every corner you turn, he gets a little closer and then he gets you and then you just see static cause he's eating you. Word. Yeah. The documentary centers around, um, these two little girls who stabbed this other little girl in a park 19 times because they said Slenderman told them to. Um, and basically the documentary then kind of like break down, breaks down the folklore of Slenderman and kind of talks about how essentially how the, how the quote legend came to be. Um, so basically this kid in 2009 wrote this story about Slenderman and it's basically this guy who doesn't have a face or uh, features or anything. And he just wears a suit and he has seven or six arms and he like eats children essentially or like yeah kidnaps children yeah from like a playground or some shit yeah and uh slenderman can like be anywhere and he essentially stalks you until you give up which is a horrifying (laughs) (laughs) horrifying thought you know just like the game there's really no escaping that right and then um and that's kind of where and so from this one story, so then people start posting literature to this website called something like, I don't know, cringy pasta or something. Cringe. <laughs> I don't know. What is it called? Do you remember the name? Creepy pasta. Creepy pasta. There it is. Creepy pasta. Um, and, and then Slenderman just kind of becomes this character that is horrifying to children um, whose features and intentions vary from author to author if mm-hmm. that makes sense right because i mean like creepypastas was basically like a website where you would tell scary camp stories or something or yeah other, and you try to make it as believable as pos- uh, possible i loved that it was just like reading a bunch of goosebump stories but many ones yeah and so i mean i personally like i've never been to the website or heard about it but um you know, I, I, you know, you are now telling me that you have heard of it. And, um, I was watching the documentary with, and she said that she knew it too. Um, and so like, I mean, apparently it was a far more popular website than I was aware of at the time when this type of stuff was happening. But basically these, one of these little girls like gets an iPad and finds this website and then is on the website a ton. And her mom just thinks that she's like, kind of reading whatever like she doesn't she knows that she's like reading slenderman and stuff and like watching some like kind of weird videos on the internet she doesn't think much of it and then this little girl starts passing slenderman stories on to her other friend and then you know they both kind of like make this plot to like oh in order to 
live in this like slender mansion or some shit like that. Like we have to kill this girl and oh dude, it's fucking crazy. Oh, I didn't know that was like the logic. I knew that it was something ridiculous and like so unbelievable, but well, hear me out. It made me think of a group of people (laughs) who also found a website where people were just posting random shit and then found a belief system and then did a horrific act. (laughs) Shout out QAnon and the insurgents from January 6th. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I guess what I'm kind of getting at there is that like QAnon is, well, no, no. What if you went to the Capitol, you might've been on creepypasta as a child. Yep. Well, there's that. There is that connection for sure. (laughs) Not saying for sure, but you might have been. You might have been. That might have been where it started. One of the things that the reporters or people from the documentary was saying was that it a, a dangerous time in life is when you're by yourself with a lot of access to information and feeling a need for human connection. She goes, what other time is that than adolescence? And it's like, oh, fucking quarantine? Do you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it... Like it so you're obviously, like that I'm, quarantine I'm, made the insurgents. Well, that adolescents. is <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. That's actually exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm I, I, like I suppose it's a little bit of a stretch, but I right. think that there's like a, there is a line there that is like I think that there are parallels, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Is that like these little girls were driven by people on the internet, or rather by things they believed on the internet to stab a girl 19 times. And these people were driven by things they read on the internet to storm the Capitol and try and stop the counting of electoral votes. You know, um, one of my fa- like one of the funniest things I had read about that. I didn't understand what was they were talking about, but prior to um, the actual storming of it, because it, it had gotten out like about that it was going to happen and stuff, and there were people who were trying to go to it all on like 4chan or whatever the yeah. website was that they were organizing on. And they were just like complaining about parking. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I can't find anywhere to park. This is the worst planned thing. No, and they're, God, please, they're like no. telling each other prices in different parking lots and just complaining. And uh, that was what I saw like before, you know, someone came downstairs and was like, they got the capital. <laughs> Could you imagine the, uh, could you imagine the tailgate after that? <laughs> like you go back to your fucking rented Hyundai and you look over to your left and that homie with the horns is also getting into his fucking rented Corolla and you guys are like, I oh, will get him next time. <laughs> we made good progress today. They're they're no they're they're in the parking lot together just like honking their horns like we're gonna get you Nancy Pelosi <laughs> <laughs> oh dude um I I have I have great news I have an update on my dad and enemy <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm sorry I clapped <laughs> so my dad called me yesterday. <laughs> And we were just like catching up a little bit. And I go, oh, dad, did you ever talk to that girl again? Did you find out if she was real or not? He goes, yeah, no, you were right. She was a catfish. 
And I was like, ah, damn, like, how did you know? And he was like, well, like the next day she asked me for money. Oh. And I was like, ah, oh, dude, like that sucks. And so he's like, yeah, dude, like that really kind of fucked me up. Like, I don't understand why somebody would like be so mean, whatever. Like you're playing with people's emotions. Like that's pretty fucked up. I go, yeah, you're right. Okay. I said, dad, let me ask you something. If you wouldn't have known what a catfish was before I told you and she asked you for that money, would you have given it to her? He goes, no, I don't have it. <laughs> Dude, it, it, I, but get this though. I go, <laughs> no. damn. I go, damn, that sucks. And he goes, yeah. So now when we talk, she's distant and I'm distant too because it's weird because I know she's not real. And I'm like, wait, what? Why, are you, why are you still talking to her? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a Wendy's restaurant. <laughs> but it's weird because we're both distant because I won't give her money. I know she's fake. You know what I mean? Like, it, what? <laughs> Where's the DMX button? <laughs> I hate that you did it on your own. <laughs> yeah. We can drop it in. We can drop it in, in post. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to keep that. <laughs> Where is it? What? <laughs> um, but yeah, so shout out to my dad. Shout out to enemy who's not a real person. <laughs> Confirmed not a real person, but is still talking to my dad. Not only fake, but also a gold digger. <laughs> God damn it. So, um, let's do some, uh, let's do some Cringe Chronicles. Oh, perfect. Cringe. Cringe Chronicles is a segment in which we tell stories from our past that make us cringe and want to fold our faces in no matter how much time has passed. So I have a trip to New York coming up in June, and I, A of all, am looking forward to a remote pod. Those are always fun. Those uh, are interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if you brought everything. That's right. Yeah, we'll see if I remember the charger. Another callback. Um, so I was thinking about like the things that um, I'm probably going to do over there. Again, not ready to talk about travel companions. <laughs> Shut up, bitch! Maybe a little bit. <laughs> so I was thinking about like what we're going to do over there. And I'm thinking like, oh, probably go to a few comedy shows because I'll finally be in New York. Uh, comedy is open again. Uh, but I'll get to see some of my favorite podcast hosts do comedy. Um, and so I was kind of thinking like, oh, and you know, maybe after the show, like if they're lingering, like maybe I'll say what's up, like. Because on the podcast, I do kind of talk about like, oh, you know, if you come see us, like, come say hi. Like, we don't know, like, like, we're not as famous as you fucking think we are or anything mm -hmm. like that. Like, buying tickets to the shows is buying tickets to being our friend for the night. Like, those types of things. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so you're hanging out, seeing if you can, you can be their best friend. Basically. I would do the same thing, yeah. Not be their best friend, but just kind of like. Talk uh, to him for a second. Yeah, it. sure. And so I was kind of thinking like, ah, what would I even say? And now at this point, I'm feeling a little bit like uh, the girl from Frozen. <laughs> what if I meet someone? What if I meet the one? <laughs> what, what if you meet one of your favorite podcast hosts and then they propose to you and try to unravel your entire family? <laughs> <laughs> no, my biggest fear is I do a podcast too. <laughs> And then you play them every episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, even worse, I do the Kanye thing where he played Seth Rogen his new record in his car, except for he didn't have any vocals recorded, so he just rapped over the beats. But I just play them your audio and try and talk with it. <laughs> and you, this is what I said here. Live podcast. <laughs> but so anyways, I was thinking about like other times that I've met famous people, and I thought about this time when I was at a Padre game with my friends. There was a pretty big group of us. Um, I think it was my friend Gehrig, Eddie, Andre, Nick, and myself. And um, we're at this Padre game. We're checking social media. I don't remember what site we saw it on because I don't know if stories were a thing yet. But we saw on Dallas Green of City and Colors social media that he was at the Padre game. So Shout out. Whoa, there. <laughs> Whoa there, that. Yeah, that one gets <laughs> whoa there, but I got to say it every time Dallas comes up. So um, so my friend Eddie is like, hey, we got, we should see if we could find him and take a picture with him. I go, yeah, for sure, I'm down. And so from the angle that the photo that he posted was taken from, we can kind of see like he's, you know, on our side of the stadium, maybe a couple sections over. Let's just, and then we cracked the plan that we're just going to hang out in the hallway in between innings and so, hope he walks by you guys did the crazy girlfriend on an instagram kind of thing absolutely like we did where is he yeah what time yep where's the shadow cast all of them you can go on all of the in his corner all right all right respectable and so we're waiting like crazy people in the walkway by the concession stands waiting for him to come out and he finally does come out and we start like losing our shit <laughs> and you know my friends are like someone go talk to him. Someone go talk to him. Somehow they're like, Marcelo, you go talk to him. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And so bad idea. I walk up to him and I just go, Hey Dallas, can I get a picture with you real quick? And he looks at me and he goes, he goes, you kids and your cell phones, you guys just want your pictures and you don't want to experience any moments. I'm a person. Have a conversation with me first and then ask me for your photo. And I'm like, <laughs> you pulled an Irene. I just like I didn't I didn't know what to fucking say and he's like tell me your name. And I'm like <laughs> but you the way that you like do his voice like he's fucking Qui-Gon Jinn. I swear he was like so just like uh he was so stoic and just like I'm not going to like I'm teaching you something here, yeah. but this is a valuable lesson. Yeah, but you were also like, I want to die in this moment. Oh, absolutely. Because I hate myself. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I tell him my name and uh, he's like, oh, nice to meet you. I'm Dallas. It, you know, like he, he was very, very, and he like, then all my friends now come, you know, now all of them walk up and introduce themselves. They because, get to look like not assholes. Oh, well, yeah, yeah exactly. And so, I mean, we talk about the the NBA playoffs that were going on at the time. I think it was like Toronto's first season in the playoffs and I don't know how many years or something. So we we're talking about that for a little bit. And, uh, and I think he was playing at Humphreys the following night. Okay. And so then finally, like we take the photo and dude, let me show you this shit. When we took a photo that is, you know, him in the center, three on his left, two on his right. And look at his face, dude. He looks just like, 
yep, every fucking time I go out, this shit happens yeah, to me. He looks like a miserable <laughs> father. He looks like this isn't what he asked for. He just wanted to go to a game. Yeah, oh yeah. But he wrote the girl one time. Every fucking time every fucking time I go out, I get bothered by five fucking virgins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cringe. Great. Um, my uh, my cringe story is a little bit of a cringe, and it's a little bit of a um, guys. Don't be like my friend here. Don't be like my friend here. Is um, it's a good segment where you just tell a story about yourself or someone you were with, and they did something so embarrassing that you did not want to be with them anymore. <laughs> Oh, uh, as in um, speaking of you heckling people, a Calabra segment. <laughs> Calabrament. Uh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I hate it. Um, I got to see Mayday Parade during their 10 year anniversary tour of A Lesson in Romantic. There you go. Yeah, that's it. There's the name of the album. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun. I went with uh, you, Marcelo, and my girlfriend. And I don't know if you no, you came with us. We we all entered the venue together. Okay, cool. So we're there, and you liked. And I know you do this thing. Leilani does not know you do this thing, <laughs> <laughs> where you um, you're a heckler in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So speaking of comedy shows, this is what made me think of this story. Uh, you like to, when the bands start talking and like start saying like, Hey guys, thanks for coming out. We're from <laughs> Florida. You go play some music. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Did I for real? Yeah. <laughs> you do that and you do it. Like, it's not the first time I've seen you do it. I was like, yeah, just, just leave. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> and then, uh, and it's, uh, it's like, I don't know. I think we saw whoever their opener was. Um, and then, but that's, I think you, I'm t- probably telling the story wrong. You probably did that later in the evening. <laughs> what really, <laughs> what I think the favorite, my favorite thing is you, we walked in um, after like getting snacks. We walked in. Uh, this is Soma? Yeah. Yeah, Soma. Um, and you see a pregnant lady. <laughs> and you go, Oh my God, that baby's going to grow up to have shitty taste in music because that woman's here. And you're pointing, <laughs> screaming this. No. It's in between bands. No, no, God, please, no, no. <laughs> and also it's like, bro, we're at this concert. <laughs> we're not with child. <laughs> We're not passing our shit tastes on to anything else. <laughs> Another cringe part of that was um, the entire venue had to beg the band to come out and play an encore. Oh yeah, that was, I do remember that they that didn't feel good. That getting felt that like encore it took for a long dirty. time. Yeah, uh, I feel like that felt, won't air. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. Um, yeah, we were there screaming for like, I want to say two minutes because you know, when you're doing something, it always feels longer. So I'll say two minutes and it was probably like a minute, but a minute of screaming encore is far too long. 
I mean, I think you've got maybe five chants before you got to come back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's, it's not something that's going to gradually build. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. eventually it's going to die off. And if you're walking on as it's dying off, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there was really like, it was, everyone was so sure they'd do it. And they were just like, dude, we don't even want to play these songs anymore on a Tuesday night. Leave us the fuck alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God, dude. I'm so, I feel so much cringe. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> these are now new memories that are going to haunt me. Can I tell these same stories next week on the podcast? <laughs> well, my cringe is that I just found out that I heckle people <laughs> at concerts. Yeah, I don't remember doing that. Oh, yeah. You've done that several times. <laughs> Like that's not, I've already know, like, I know that's a thing that you'll do if some, if a band starts talking too long, <laughs> like real friends used to do it and they I like to fight myself. <laughs> they like to talk a lot. So like, I feel like it was warp Tour and you did that. You're just like, just play music. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, come on, man. I hate They got that. like 30 seconds. Let them say where they're from. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, uh, this is kind of funny. Um, one time I went and saw this band called Let Live with my friend Marilyn. Actually, this will take me right into Day in the Life. Uh, well, we don't have to do Day in the Life. We don't have to call it Day in the Life. Speaking of speeches in between songs, one time I went and saw this band called Let Live with my friend Marilyn. And the lead singer, Jason Butler, was giving a speech before he played the song called Mother. And my friend Marilyn, midway through the speech, leans over to me and she's like, oh my God, like, you know, that that was such a good speech. Like, holy fuck, dude, that was incredible. Even after the show, she's like, that was, you know, that was just like such a powerful moment. Him, you know, before they played that song, that was so sick. And then we saw them again, like, I don't know, like three months later or something like that. I think they played at Chain Reaction and then we went and saw them at the Shea Cafe a few months after that. And... Before the song Mother, Jason Butler gave that same speech. And Marilyn was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, that wasn't a generic, that was a generic speech that he gave. That wasn't, like, from a passionate place before. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that sucks. Like, <laughs> did you, like, really content, like, questioning his artistic <laughs> uh, integrity? Yeah. Because like, you give that speech to every crowd? Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, speaking of that band, Let Live, um, I was on the phone with uh, my friend Nick the other night, and he was telling me that one of their records, Fake History, was on sale on Amazon for like $12. I was like, oh, sick. I'm going to go over there and buy it. He like, He's like, oh, dude, don't even worry about it. I'll send you the link. Sends me the link without thinking about it or looking at the posting. All I do is just hit buy now. And then it's only after that do I scroll through the details and realize that this is for like a 10-year anniversary of that record and the pressing is like demos. Yeah, oh. not it's yeah, not the right record that I thought it was at all. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I uh, I got something. I'll just use what I could have used last week, but we were just talking about so much junk that we didn't. Sure. So uh, my day in the life is, uh, I got a question for you, Marcelo. Sure. Have you, have you ever had a, a friend collapse on you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've collapsed on a lot of cats. <laughs> I'm one of those guys. Oh, no. 
This is another cringe chronicle. Why are you coming for me today? I didn't have any other stories. I don't believe it. Uh, okay, um, so um, so uh, after we finished recording a podcast uh, a couple nights ago, Marcelo was heading out of my house. He stands up and he's like, oh, I'm a little dizzy. So, you know, I was just like, whatever, we'll sit, we'll talk. We talked for about 30 more minutes. Everything was cool. He stood up again. He's like, yeah, I'm good to go. I'm like, sweet. He starts to walk uh, towards the hallway and I'm following him out. Like, you know, I'm going to walk him to the door. Uh good host and all of that <laughs> he steps into the fucking hallway and he just he does this weird turn like slow motion and he looks at me and he's like oh oh i i don't like that <laughs> and i was like what do he what what's up and he's like i just i, I it got dark <laughs> and i was like well you walked into a dark hallway you know I, I'm I'm still kind of just like I don't know what's going on. All right, <laughs> so he's like wobbling in my doorway, and I'm like, all right. So what do you need? Like, do you need the bathroom or do you need the couch? You know, just trying to figure out like, are you dizzy? Or are you gonna throw up? Like, what's next here? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you start staggering towards me, and I'm like, all right, cool. So we're going to the couch, and you were going slow. You were in control of yourself. You were fine. <laughs> I just thought, you know, he's walking a little funny. He's dizzy, whatever. Um, one step, you start to go a little lower. Two step, you get a little lower. Three step, you are on the fucking floor. You have like, it was the worst trust fall I've ever watched Guys, in my life. Like my I, yeah, don't be like me. I could have stopped it. I, I just couldn't comprehend what was happening. I thought you were still walking towards the couch. What had happened was... <laughs> When I stepped into the hallway, it was very dark, and then my vision started swimming, and like, then it kind of like grayed out a little bit, and then the next thing I knew, I was, you know, breaking my face. Next thing I knew, my face was breaking my fall on yeah. the floor. Next thing you knew, your friend was not being useful <laughs> at all. When I like, I really do feel bad because like you hit the floor, and that's when I processed. Oh, you could have stopped that. And, and then, you you just immediately go, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. What is it? Like another cringe chronicle? Fuck. No, I, I just like oh, my, <laughs> getting to the day in the life part. Because that's, I mean, you know, that's already a feel like what's going on here. We yeah. thought this was a normal night and now this is not a normal night. Um, you know, we get you onto the couch and you're chilling. You're fine. Um, we talk for a little bit. I don't think you have a concussion. You just are confused. That was a thought of mine was just, making sure, but that was a big concern of mine making sure I wasn't concussed. Yeah. So we talked for like a little bit and then you ended up like falling asleep. And then at that point, this is where my day in the life really starts <laughs> because that's where my anxiety kicked in. I said, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I did homework. I, uh, I like walked around. Um, cause I didn't know if you would wake up soon and need to leave. Cause you did say, I just need a second. <laughs> and I was like, I know you don't mean a second. You're like, yeah, I just need like however long a second is. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I mean, if he wakes up like right now, 
Like, you just get him out of here, like, make sure, like, the dogs don't get to him. That'd be fine. That'd be easy. Because you and, have two dogs that are pretty barky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like to, like, yell real loud, and they got big, deep voices, so it's not. Well, actually, Vanilla doesn't bark. Oh. Cleo. Cleo's the barker. Um, At one point, Vanilla came in. She saw you on the couch, got fucking scared of you, <laughs> and uh, just stood in the corner and, like, watched you. <laughs> So like, I was like, all right, I don't know what to do. I went to sleep. Um, and then 20 minutes and mind you, I had been up for an hour. So like naturally, like the 20 minutes between, like, I know that I sat down in bed and started to try to go to sleep. I just wake up to the sound of barking and it's you just like, I run, I don't see you on the couch. Like I'm put, like running out of my door, run down the hallway and I just see you in the corner hiding by the front door and my dog is barking it's like 2 a.m you're goddamn right <laughs> I, I, like we don't we didn't even like i was just like i grabbed cleo i was like are you okay and you're like yeah i'm good and you like rush out the door <laughs> that shit was terrifying i like i just i went out into the hallway, I saw that you were asleep. I was like, I don't need to wake him up to leave. And so I walked to the front door, put my hand on the doorknob and turned and looked at the couch. And your dog was looking back at me. The couch looked back. And she was like. <laughs> it was horrifying, dude. And it wouldn't yeah. stop. Yeah, no, she that she doesn't stop barking. Yeah, she's a she's a big barker about that. Scary, oh my god big scary dude. lady but that was um, horrifying i i just thought it was hilarious because i don't think we even talked about it afterwards i was just like no yeah drive? no and that <laughs> yeah. was that <laughs> yeah didn't discuss that he like face planted experienced random vertigo we just said you're gonna drive all right <laughs> yeah. oh day dude. in the life man <laughs> let's do some hey what happened hey what happened Hey, What Happened is a segment in which we take a story from the news of this past week and we talk about it a little bit. And this week's story comes from the New York Times who report a recall candidate hired a bear to draw attention to his campaign to oust Governor Gavin Newsom, but the bear ended up drawing attention to the bear. Wait, I don't even understand what you just said to me. John Cox, a Republican candidate hoping to... Yeah, straight up. Uh, A Republican candidate, John Cox, hired Tag, a half-ton bear, to be a prop on stage with him as in an effort to um, drive home the beast theme and represent California. Oh. So, quote... Mr. Cox's campaign sought to rebrand him with a tougher image after the San Diego businessman was troused by Mr. Newsom in the 2018 election. It changed his Twitter handle to Beast John Cox and labeled Mr. Newsom as a pretty boy whose looks carried him into the office. Tag's job, the bear, apparently was to drive home the Beast theme and represent California. I, Isn't that fucking crazy, dude? I almost like hearing that stupid story makes me almost miss when. Oh no! 
Where were we? Okay, um, so hearing that story uh, almost makes me miss when we were in 2006 and I had to hear shit like Chillery Clinton. <laughs> 2016? Yeah, 2006. <laughs> <laughs> in 2006, you would have been hearing like Arnold the governor, <laughs> the governator. 2006, it's just Hillary Duff popping out of the store racks telling you to stop using gay as a way to say stupid. Oh, I do remember that campaign. <laughs> Won't air. <laughs> yes, I did. Don't put that out there. Cut it. <laughs> Don't tell them that. <laughs> Just call them cigarettes. <laughs> Let's do one last thing. One, one last, last, one last, last thing. thing. So, although John Cox <laughs> hired that bear to appear alongside him, I think the most ridiculous candidate is Caitlyn Jenner. Who is a murderer? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, I mean, we're not laughing at the the fact that uh, someone died. No, we're laughing we're that laughing she got away with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're, I just wanted to clarify. I'm not laughing in the face of that dead person. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, my one last thing is I can't fucking believe that I still have to hear about that motherfucker. <laughs> Who? Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Whoa, there, whoa, 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 wh